Welcome to the Power of Synergy. I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardona. What is synergy? It's what we create when we come together with other people. Well, now, synergy can be described as the force of the, the unity, the coming together of two sources of energy, two different sources. When they come together, what they create is exponentially more than what they are separately. Well, some people would call it the sum is greater than the total of its parts, the total is greater than the sum of its parts. Humans as souls have the capacity to do and be amazing things when they come together. The trick is how do we come together? And when we are together, what do we do? This week, I was actually watching a news program, and one of the, the topics that they were talking about was a theme woven throughout the news program, the broadcast. They actually called it, it's time to take a cyber break, because what doctors, scientists, everybody in the layman population have noticed that we are actually becoming unhealthy because of our technology. Yeah, that's getting kind of scary. Could you take a cyber break? Literally, you know, just taking a step back from your technology. How much of our life includes technology? I'm using this great background as a radio station. I've started to use the visual because people want the stimulation. Yeah, I have a nice voice, but I look good too. So people want to see me when I'm speaking. Well, now we have our cellular phones. They are our source of information, entertainment, stimulation. Almost our whole life is in our cellular phone. We used to remember phone numbers. We don't need to now. We used to know how to spell um, punctuation. We don't, we don't do that now with our computers, with the autocorrect, and even our phones now. Sometimes when we're making a little text message, you know what? People don't even put punctuation in. Today, we're going to be talking about that, too. When we communicate, we don't connect anymore. Could you take a break from your cellular phone and your television and your computer? You know what? Even, even technology, just machinery in general, your vehicle. How much of what we have now in our daily lifestyle is about mechanical, electronic things? Yeah. Well, I love one of the things I love about the English language is all of the homophones, right? When you say the word break, which break are you talking about? If you spell it B-R-E-A-K, it's one thing. If you spell it B-R-A-K-E, it's something else. So you know what? Let's actually talk about three different kinds of break that I'm talking about today. We're going to have different segments to kind of broach different subjects. Okay, yeah. How about to separate? When you break something, you separate it and you actually destroy it when you do that. Okay. Well, when you break something, okay, you could interrupt it, just take a break, right? A stop, we call it maybe a timeout. Or break can also mean to slow down, to come to a complete stop. Okay, so let's talk about all of all three of those things. Now, what would really happen? Hypothetically, what would happen to the people in the world if they took just a time out, right? They interrupted and decided to regroup. It was funny because one day I was with my daughter in a restaurant. We, we did have our weekly time together, our special bonding time with each other. 
without anybody else, no friends, no other family members. I loved it. I loved being just with her because that was how we spent our quality time with each other. We didn't have computers. We didn't even have our cellular phones. One day she, she almost became aggressive with me and confrontational. And she said, if you ever take your phone out of your purse while you're with me, I will disown you as my mother. And I, I said, honey, baby, what are you talking about? My, my cell phone is in my purse. If my purse is under my chair, if the phone rang, I wouldn't even be able to get it in time. It would end up going to voicemail because it's so buried in the bottom of my purse. Why would you even say that? And she said, look at that family at that table over there. And I, I had to kind of, there was a mother and a father and a son and a daughter. We are talking the perfect nuclear American family that all have their electronic devices in their hands. You could even see on their faces, they didn't even want to be there together. Why in the world were they at a restaurant? Well, maybe because that's just people wanted to eat there. Maybe it was because that was their family time. If they were spending the time together, but they were actually divided in their attention, in their focus and in their energy, they weren't really coming together. Yeah, we need to go ahead and just start with, slow down what you're doing in your life. Then you can take that time out to get centered, take good care of yourself, and then incorporate other people and relationships into your life. What would, what would be different, not just in your routine, but in the quality of your being, your heart, your mind, your body, your spirit? How would those things change? One of the things that I had to do with my clients, well, when I started my practice about 20 years ago, I, I actually had to say to people, let's figure out what's going on inside of you and what would happen if you just let it all out. I had to give them an activity called the stranded island test. And oh, you know what? They hear stranded island and they go, okay, no, there's a good. I call it the paradise, right? Your, your dream place that if you went there and you were completely alone, you could make it anything you want, any way you want. What would it look like? What would your surroundings consist of? What kind of activity would you do? What would you spend your time doing that brought you fulfillment and satisfaction and gratification? You were healthy. Well, what would you eat? Maybe it wouldn't be so healthy, but truthfully, what would you want to do? And what would you want your life to be like? The only um, condition, excuse me, the, the constituency, right? The condition of your life being perfect for you, your dream paradise, is you literally had to create that positive energy inside of yourself in order to obtain the things almost as a form of currency, like food and clothing and shelter. Okay, well, think about that. Towards the end of the program, we're going to be doing some mental activities, kind of an, an inventory to think about how to get yourself back into a high quality state. Because the first thing we're going to be talking about is you know what, the smart machines that we have, they're turning us pretty stupid. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break. If you want to grab a pen and paper, I'm actually not going to be taking calls today. I'm just going to be giving a lot of information out there that 
my listeners, my viewers can go ahead and process for the next few days. Next week, I'm going to open up the lines to have dialogue and I'm actually going to be interviewing someone. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to start out with how has our smart technology turned us stupid? My name is Gabrielle Cardona. This is the Power of Synergy on BBS Radio. Welcome back to the Power of Synergy on BBS Radio. I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardona. Now, today we're talking about it's time to take a cyber break. Just take a step back from your technology. That could be all the kinds of different things, electronic, that you have, activities that you do. Maybe just habits that you have had that formed as a part of your daily life activity. And I I've always said, I think it's kind of ironic that people want their machines to be smart for them. Now, is that really doing society a whole lot of good? Remember, how old are you? I don't know how old you are. When I was a little girl, because I'm 46 now, I, I had to remember phone numbers. Sometimes I would write them down in a in a book, right? But I did remember numbers. Do you know what? Now I have probably about 150 um, contacts in my list, in my phone, I, I, I couldn't tell you what they are because all you have to do is look for the name, scroll the name, push the name, push call. I don't even know my kids' numbers half the time because when they change it, it's like, look, just click the little button. It'll, sh that's, that's kind of embarrassing. Yeah, we need to go ahead and do things like um, checking and remembering and asking. Yeah, talking about things with people that, well, before we don't really have to worry about it, we'll go check it later. We can research it. Well, okay, then we're talking about things like autocorrect. I've always said, I think Spanish is a better language than English for one basic reason. However it sounds, you know what? That's how it's spelled. You don't, you don't know how anything is spelled in English just based on, and I love those vehicles, okay, just based on how it sounds, the exact same word could be spelled two or three different ways. Okay, so autocorrect, sometimes it ends up changing what you said because it thinks, well, you know what, what you probably meant to say was this. Do you know what? I am personally offended when my, my machine thinks it's smarter than me. You know what? You probably didn't mean that. So let me go ahead and say it right. Or it finishes your sentence for you. And so I'm sitting there typing. And, and if you're not careful and you go space or period or, or enter, and it, it, it puts a whole other sentence there. And it's like, what? I didn't say that. That's probably the stupidest thing you could ever. Well, okay. But you know what? We become so reliant on it on things like that. Well, yeah, but it's also spilling over into another topic. Another subject is that half of the information that is available on the World Wide Web, the internet, 
It's not even accurate. Unfortunately, now the main source of information, there are a lot of them out there. There's a lot of um, experts in a lot of publications and a lot of speech kind of presentations there. Yeah, sometimes we would just go to a consultation directly to someone. Half of the things that are on the internet are speculation. They're just opinions, right? Uh, the other half is supposedly factual from educated experts in their field, but so much of it is about debate. So people, lay people that want to know the truth, they have to sort and sift. And if you if you put up a search engine for a specific topic and you're like, okay, which one of these is actual factual information? You know what? It's hit and miss. And a lot of the social websites are about people just spewing their opinion all over the place. Okay, so now... Some people think that opinion is, in fact, fact, because, hey, that is, in fact, my opinion. Okay, great. Congratulations. Um, does it even matter? Does it really even matter what's true? Does, is, is anything even true anymore? Yeah, some things, not other things. Well, if it's my opinion, you know what? I need to go ahead and have a look-see. Let, let me think. Let me do some research in my process. Yeah, but you know what that means? The next part, you have to slow down. Actually, you know what? The things that we're doing in life are on fast forward. Think about what you've done today and how much of it was because you were doing so much stuff. You had to go on fast forward. And just to make sure you got everything done, this is one of the things that I tell people to do. How fast are you going through your life? Well, one of the tests would be if you had to get out of your car and walk somewhere and you saw right in the middle of the, the road, okay, the, that's coming up, there was a car going by. And you, you had a few seconds, you could, you could run in front of the car, run, run, run. Or would you say, you know what? That's okay. I'm just going to stand here on the corner, let the car go. Or how about if you were um, approaching and there was a yellow light. No, 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 it was green, but you were thinking it might be a yellow light pretty soon. And then that starts going, you know, but now, now you can't even see. It used to be when the hand was going or the don't walk was going, people would stop. Now people actually look at the time that they have left and how, how much time do they actually have to go? Well, 20, 19. 18, 17, 16, 15, 14. Does that make you nervous and anxious and get the adrenaline going and the cortisol going? Because yeah, if you can make it, if you can make it. Okay, you know what? That's okay. You have 22 seconds. There are cars that are looking at the yellow light going through that same intensity, that same internal almost crisis. It's a survival situation, fight or flight. Okay, go ahead and just slow down. And wait, how much time would you lose if you waited until the next time it had a green light or a, a walk sign, the, the white person picture? Only a few minutes. Then if you were relaxed and you were walking across the street, you know what? The people around you would slow down too because they would feel that they would be around you and that good positive energy 
would start to spread, not only from you to the person, the car, the animal even next to you, but then to the other people that would be, by extension, other contacts of the other people that you personally were interacting with. So when you think about that slow down, okay, how much time do you spend in traffic? You know what? You can't, so I already slowed down because I'm going nowhere. How are you emotionally? Yeah, slow down your physicality, slow down the motion of your body, but then slow down your thoughts. Okay, so as we're talking about things like, well, what is that? What is that? What is that? What does that mean? And what's it going? What am I going to be doing? And okay, my 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 body is going so fast because my mind is going so fast. Slow down. Yeah. Okay. Inside, I'm going to be okay. We're going to get into the the later part of the show how you can get yourself into that state because it's really good. It's a nice way to be able to go through the day and. At the end of the day, what are the benefits? Obviously, one of the greatest things is when you are in good health, you don't have to miss things like work. You don't have to go places like to doctor's appointments. If you were to do the math in your head, how much of the time that you're doing more things, you're becoming more productive, you have your smart technology that's getting so many more things done, really the bottom line in life how much more are you genuinely doing and how high is the quality of what you're doing? How is that affecting you internally and others because of you externally? Well, some people just say, this is the world we live in. You just have to deal with it. You have to go with it and do the things that other people are doing if you're gonna make it in the world. Okay, yes, that's true, but let's talk about, again, you slowing down internally in order to be able to just bring it down externally, not significantly. We're not talking about actually living on a a fantasy island. Yeah, you have to stay with society. You need to make sure you're interacted, but changing the quality of your soul in order to interact with society in a more healthful way. How is that going to make you better? What really is that? What does that look like in a daily activity way? The next segment, we're going to be talking about what's going on inside of you being the source of what happens around you, what you are going to do as a person based on what's going on inside of you, and then how other people are going to respond to that and continue their lives as a result of you taking that kind of care. My name is Gabrielle Cardona. This is the Power of Synergy on BBS Radio. Welcome back to the Power of Synergy on BBS Radio. I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardona. And today we're talking about 
the idea of really taking the time to take a cyber break, step back from your technology. Now, when I talk about the word break in the first segment, I explain that, you know what, break can mean three different things. We're gonna be talking about three different things. The first one was break of B-R-E-A-K, which is slow yourself down in order to come to a complete stop. Well, now we're gonna be talking about break. It actually means to separate to the point of harming something, maybe even destroying it. Well, a cyber break, well, that would mean, let's just get rid of technology. How would people feel? How many people would be able, I didn't say 24 hours. In fact, I was saying 48 hours, two whole days, no television, no phone, um, no computer, okay, to do the daily life activities that we become so accustomed to. I talk to my clients a lot about how powerful emotions are. They can be facilitating or inhibiting. They can be empowering or destructive based entirely on how you process those emotions, how you utilize those emotions, how you channel the energy. Your body creates emotions inside of you in order to communicate with you, hey, something needs to happen here. I'm giving you, okay, not only the message that it's time for you to take some action, but I'm giving you the internal processes that you need in order to accomplish that action that you need to take in order to fix the problem. Okay, there's a problem here. So the three emotions that I talk to people about as a coach are anxiety and fear and anger. Now, ask yourself, if you were to completely lose your technology, you know what, I I'm going to come into your house and I'm taking it all away. That's different than if it just stops working, okay? Would you have most, to least, anxiety or fear or anger? Well, it depends. What do you use your technology for? What are those three emotions? You know what, in fact, let's take a look, a closer look at what each of those feelings are in the context of for a human good, okay? Anxiety is your body's way of telling you that something could potentially go wrong. It gives you an energy and a train of thought. It gives you a motivation to say, you know what? This is something that's not going right. I'm gonna go ahead and give you the energy and the ideas to fix something. It hasn't happened yet. It could potentially go wrong. Yeah, that's important. Because we're doing so many different things, we have to be told from time to time, hey, deal with this. <laughs> you need to deal with this. This is more important. Anxiety. Do you think that without technology, if technology were completely gone, electronic devices were completely gone, that the world would be in trouble? Well, it wasn't for thousands and thousands of years. We were just fine. But if there are things in life that we have come to think of as absolutely vital, not negotiable, then yeah, that would, that would cause a lot of anxiety, even though nothing had gone wrong yet. <laughs> Just the fact that it could potentially. Well, fear is the feeling of your body actually telling you this is now a fight or flight situation. Your well-being, your existence is being threatened. That's an important thing. You know what? When, when you're talking about going out in, in, in the middle of traffic, running into oncoming traffic, yeah, you'd probably be afraid of that if, if someone were to actually push you into 
traffic of cars coming because you could die. And that is a real, genuine, immediate threat to your existence. Would you feel like if you didn't have your phone or your computer, the not having information that you need in order to do vital to your daily life things, yeah, that would do irreversible harm or damage to you or to your life or to the world. Is that true? Is your life set up with those things to the point where you can't have not, you can't not have those things? Wow, that may very well be the case. Some people don't have any other way to accomplish things aside from using the machinery and the technology that, you know what, we used to think it was a luxury. No, you know what, now it's a necessity. It might be, but the odds are it's not. You just don't realize how much it has become vital to you on a mental and an emotional level. And that's why I, I like this one the most. The third feeling that I'm talking about, the emotion is anger. How much do people actually get angry without their technology in life? How much do they need their technology in order to do things in the way that they wanna do things in order to not get angry? What about, when, you know what, I'll give you an example. When their computer is moving slow or their phone, it, 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 it freezes, the screen freezes. Well, because you're in a bad reception area. There, there's, there's, you know, we need Wi-Fi. What if things go wrong with your technology? Or um, if you are doing something and you're in the middle of doing it and then someone or something else goes wrong. Yeah, the anger that you feel, anger is your body's way of saying, there is a problem that has already happened. Anger We have technology. Okay. Fear is, it's in the process of happening. Anger is, it has already happened. You have to take care of this situation because the damage that the thing has caused, whatever it is, is now so bad, it needs to be resolved. It needs to be fixed or else the world, including you and your life, is going to be very, very bad. Yeah, how much do you really feel anger when you've got the technology giving you a problem? And when you're angry, how do you act with your technology? Okay, well, you know what? When we're talking about how we deal with the people through our technology, how we deal with a business with our technology, when we're, we're having a conversation with someone, how much time do you spend on hold? Because you're not dealing with a person, you're dealing with a computer system. When you get that kind of experience, you get very angry because you're having to wait and wait. And then you know what? And then you don't even get the person. They end up sending you to, to a voice message system and you have to leave a message. And then you don't get the call back from, you left the message and, and, what if you are cut off in the middle of, okay, you know what? I'm going to give, I'm going to give my favorite joke again, that is <laughs> a technology joke. The teacher was asking the class, do you think, or no, the, the student actually asked the teacher, is it el computador or la computadora? Because in Spanish, you have to put an article feminine or masculine. And the teacher said, well, hmm, do you think it's more like a guy or a gal? 
And he goes, I'm not answering that question. That's a loaded question. And she goes, no, you know what? We're going to make it a game. We're going to have some fun. <laughs> Men over here, women over there. Talk it out. You guys tell me if you think this thing's a male or female. And the men just busted up laughing and they pulled out a pen and paper and started laughing. <laughs> she goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, it was just a game. We can stop. You can stop. Um, I'm, I'm curious. What are you writing down? <laughs> and they said, oh, no, we're writing down the reasons why. Yeah, this thing's a chick. It's painfully obvious this thing's a woman. And she said, really? And okay, I'm curious. I'm, I'm willing to listen. What, what's that about? And they said, four reasons we got here. Number one, only their creator understands their logic. <laughs> Number two, they speak a language that only other computers know how to interpret. <laughs> okay. Number three, they store every mistake you ever make in long-term memory for future retrieval. And finally, number four, you never stop buying accessories. Sometimes you spend half your paycheck just on their accessories. And she went, oh my God, that was so good. I can't even contest any of that. Ladies, I'm drowning here. Tell me you can, you can save me. And she said, oh yeah, no, this thing's a guy. We'll tell you why. We got four reasons too. Number one, they won't do anything for you if you don't turn them on. Number two, you can give them all the information in the world, nonstop, an abundance of information, and they still can't think for themselves. Number three, they make some pretty, pretty broad claims, some pretty, uh, yeah, claims to be able to solve all kinds of problems in your life. But you know what? In real life, when push comes to shove, they're the damn problem. And most importantly, you know, if you had just waited six months, you could have had a better one. <laughs> yeah, okay. The fact is, relationships our relationships are changing because of technology and a lot of the anger that people have is because of frustration because the more that people rely on technology the less they relate to each other again you know what if they do they relate to each other through technology so next segment we're going to be talking about how people genuinely change and especially their communication styles have devolved because of their reliance on technology in very daily life ways. So when we come back, we'll be talking about that. And this is the Power of Synergy on BBS Radio. I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardona. Welcome back to the Power of Synergy on BBS Radio. I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardona. And today we're talking about how it might be a good idea to take a cyber break, but first an inventory of your life and how much of your lifestyle really does revolve around using, relying on technology. Well, okay, so there are certain things in life that genuinely do need computers. Like when we have calculators or cellular phones when we're talking to people, yeah, we can, we can get on the technology like I am today. The BBS radio station is in Texas. I'm in Arizona, so we're doing these things. Wi-Fi is good. You can talk to people on the other side of the world as if you were face-to-face. -face. Yeah, um, microwaves. Yeah, those are, those are some okay things. And 
but what's really happening to people i really i really have always been fascinated that when people are using their technology to become more connected they actually become and feel more isolated when you are with somebody in person it's very different than when you're using a camera or an audio device because there are things that people feel about each other and they need to touch each other they need to have that proximity you know what covid-19 has really put us in a place of uh we need to have our faces covered and we need to get six feet away from people when your face is covered what are the odds that you're going to want to scream through the you know what not everybody wants to do that in fact uh introverts never want to do that <laughs> okay so and then if you're in a kind of a loud area in a public place and you do need to talk but you have to scream in order for your listener to hear you the other people around become very defensive and they become scared because when we're isolated from each other we don't know how to trust each other and we don't know how to connect to each other with that distance okay well you know what but then we're talking also about the cyber bullying we have a lot of fraud we have a lot of criminal activity going on because there are people who use their technology to literally do nothing more than break the law you can break the law in a lot of different ways stealing identity yeah violating um confidential information medical information bank information communication information how much of what we do is on technology and how much of what we're doing with each other is different than what we do when we're not together okay so when i i really like to talk about communication because yes i'm a life coach yes i'm a, a relationship coach but i've noticed that one of the biggest things i've needed to teach my clients is communication i am a communication coach when we're talking about yeah communication is conveying an idea from one person to the next i was part of a theocratic ministry school my religious organization is amazing they give you free education about not only how to prepare a presentation an oral presentation but also how to deliver that information so that not only builds your personal confidence but your social right comfortable ability to connect with people through your words and more importantly things like your body language your eye contact when we're talking about the the words that you say yeah well you know what you can text and get all the words and get yeah no not really because we think at a rate of about 180 to 200 words a minute that's a lot of words we speak at maybe 150 to 160 some people more than others right when we listen we hear maybe about 130 to 150 okay when we read some people can read up to 100 words a minute when we type we're talking about 50 to 60 if we're good texting is about 30 okay so if we're thinking about 200 words a minute and we're communicating at about 30 that is a lot of information that we are not conveying and when people read sometimes they read 30 to 50 words a minute maybe more if they're a speed reader but if we don't have things in our written message not even oral 
We're going to talk about that in a second. Message, and there's no punctuation. How important is punctuation? Okay, one of the things that um, when I was doing missionary work, one of the scriptures that a lot of people would go in circles around was when Jesus said to his followers, truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. Actually, some people would say that it was more like, truly I tell you today, you will be with me in paradise. How important is where you put the pause? So if you're interpreting something that does not have a human factor and it doesn't necessarily have the written content, right? Because you eliminated about, you know, 70 to 80% of your message just because you don't have as many words. And then you're not necessarily conveying it accurately. And then it's not necessarily being interpreted. How much can go wrong in that? How much does that change a relationship? Okay, so now let's talk about when you're actually interacting with someone, okay? You have things like volume, okay? Again, we, we talk about in, uh, introverts and extroverts. When you're talking about something, when you're talking, about, as you're talking, sometimes when you get very upset and that's really good, or sometimes when you're really excited and your, your volume is going up even more and more, you know what, you can have, well, yeah, and then there's times when you think about what you're saying and you're just kind of doing a, you're not volume or pausing, you're doing almost like a stream of consciousness and there is a good, volume is important because that is about impact, okay? Then we have things like sense stress and modulation. One of the, the things that happened once my friend from England was talking with me more, um, I started saying things not in a British accent, but in the British intonation and inflection of sometimes when you're saying something, the way your voice goes up and down with the sound and the notes of what you're saying. One of the, the things that I liked in um, a movie with Vanessa Redgrave and Tom Cruise, when she was talking to him and she said some things that talk all kinds of like this and she was oh <laughs> you know what Americans don't speak in the same way that the British do they're the exact same words but you know the way that they go up and down on the volume but the sound of the intonation right and the inflection there were times when my husband said you sound British the way you talk and I wasn't even using a British accent well Okay, things like that. That's about your personality. That's your individuality. But then we're talking about meeting someone with someone face to face. Yeah, you have eye contact. You have physical proximity. Hugging and kissing. Do you like to have that intimacy? Physical contact. Yeah, it's important. Everybody wants to have it. Maybe you don't want it with complete strangers. Okay, that's fine. Maybe you do want it a little bit with friends, but you want it to be private. Okay, because your eyes are very, very hungry for stimulation. And your skin is the largest organ in your body. When you are with people, you don't need that stimulation, that synthetic, it's artificial stimulation of the, the visual or the sound. The sound that you get through technology is very different than the sound that you get in personal direct contact. 
And even when we have things that are, yeah, the simulation of natural things, it's still synthetic and there's still something missing for us in that experience. Well, you know what, but that's just the way life is. Sometimes you have to deal with it. No, not really. It doesn't have to be that way. How much would it be worth to you to have you know what, an hour online texting on your emailing, waiting for the response, sometimes responding over each other and then missing and then having to write faster. Just spending 10 minutes quality time with that person. You can say just based on the numbers there, five, six, seven times more in a higher quality way because it's a direct personal contact than what you were saying on your phone or on your computer. It's important to be a good, high quality soul. And when we come back after this last break, I'm gonna be talking to you about how I teach my clients how to become a better quality version of themselves, how to be successful in their life alone in order to then be more successful with others even in the sense of how to relate to people personally, socially, even if you're not doing anything. Well, yeah, spending time with people is doing a lot in life. Yeah, well, we're gonna take one last break. And again, my name is Gabrielle Cardona. This is The Power of Synergy on BBS Radio. Welcome back to the Power of Synergy on BBS Radio. I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardona. Now, basically what we've been going over today is it's time to take a cyber break. Just step back from your technology and do an inventory. How much of your life really is about using the electronic devices that you have? How comfortable would you be? How competent would you feel without them? How much how hard would it be for you for two days, not 24 hours, because you know what, within 24 hours, okay, you could buy yourself some time, 48 hours of you just being with you and no stimulation of any kind, you with your thoughts and with your feelings and with your body and then with other people, how comfortable would you be with other people? Okay, so when I have clients as a relationship life coach, I tell them there are ways you need to take care of yourself in the event that different things in life that are tough for you come up, because they're going to, especially the world that we live in. Well, when some people have a goal, when they're trying to be more healthful in their life, they're doing things that are good, productive, successful. But you know what? If your goal in life is it seems like it's so hard or it's a far away you're looking at the finish line and okay well you know what giving yourself a shot in the arm throughout the day without technology without artificial stimulation what i tell people is set up milestones and give yourself rewards 
when you have completed something successfully, I'll use the example of losing weight. Let's just say 10 pounds. Well, that's not bad. Well, you know what? For some people, 10 pounds is a lot. And they're saying, great, when I lose 10 pounds, I'll, I'll go on vacation. Okay, excellent. Well, you know what? Getting to that 10 pounds may feel like uphill barefoot in the snow. Okay, so how about just breaking it down to smaller goals? Two pounds at a time, okay? So when you have something in your life, it's a good goal. You wanna push yourself a little bit out of your comfort zone, like, you know what? Put your phone down, turn it off. Okay, but don't don't kill yourself, okay? If you can have that experience of, yeah, I have to make sure I, I get good things going in my life that are not completely contingent on my technology, my electronic devices, yeah, you can say, I'm going to not only put my phone down, but I'm gonna turn it off for four or five hours at a time. Well, you know what? Maybe letting people know I'm not going to be answering my phone or learning how to say to people, yeah, I turned it off for a day or it, I, I wasn't using it because I was taking some time to recenter. Having those rewards of um, whatever your personality would feel very acknowledged and accomplished by having, having done and having um, acknowledged to yourself for yourself. Know your personality, learn your functional order and your disposition. So then you could say, well, you know what? That other person did something and that worked well for them as a reward. But you know what? I don't really like that. It needs to be something that you enjoy in addition to the sense of accomplishment as a reward. Okay, so then we're talking about sometimes you just need support. You need literally other people giving you the encouragement and acknowledgement and yeah, the fortitude to keep going. This is what I say to people. There are four different kinds of support you can have. Physical support, mental support, emotional support, and you know what? Social support. We've got four different kinds of um, of like a moral support as, as the social, four different kinds of dispositions. SPs are great at giving physical support. NTs are the best at mental support. NFs have a constant source of emotional support and SJs are about moral support in a social way. You know, you gotta get this stuff done. Well, a sensory perceiver would help you actually do the work but an SJ would give you the keep going, keep going. I'll stand next to you while you do it. Do you know the people in your life? Could you take an inventory of, yeah, you know what? I have friends, I have family, I have coworkers, I have, you know, um, neighbors. They're not even necessarily my friends, but do you know their nature? And do you know their personal resources the personal resources of their nature. Go to a brain when you have a math question. <laughs> Go to a muscle when you have a task that needs to be done. Go to a heart when you need encouragement. And go to a bone. The SJs are the bones when you want stability and support to do it yourself. Yeah, go ahead and, and just write a list of the people in your life. Find out what they do best in life for themselves. That's what you can reach out to them to do with, to, and for 
you. Another thing is, you know what? You got negative thoughts going on in the world that we live in. Everything is like a negative thought. Well, in one way or another, people really are starting to thrive on that. And it's very unhealthy for them and the people around them and society as a whole. Okay, so affirmations. What I tell people is your mind doesn't know what's real and what's not. It doesn't know what's true and what's not. You need to brainwash yourself by talking to yourself in a way that is going to rewire the way you believe things. Again, if you say it to yourself enough times, your mind is going to go, okay, okay. That's why when we're very young and we're around people who are verbally abusive and they're telling us things, we believe it because our brain just says, if someone or something is giving me this information, I need to put it to you. So when you need to cancel out a negative thought, the only way you can cancel it out is with a positive thought. And the repetition, right, of affirmations, if you say it enough times, your brain at first is going to go, no, 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 what are you talking And they'll go, all right, fine, fine. What are the rules and parameters around affirmations? You need to have, first of all, very specific ideas before any negative thoughts come into your mind of what is good for you, what is healthy for you, what do you need? Oh my goodness, something's going on out there. And there's negativity going on around you all the time. Be ready before it actually is a problem. Every time you have a negative thought, just, just take an inventory in your life. What is the negative thought? The affirmation has to not only neutralize, you know, you know what I say, neuter, neuter that negative thought, but it needs to replace it with a positive thought in a completely different way. You are rewiring yourself. Think about what you want to start thinking like in order to have as the source of what you start behaving like. And here's the, here's the rule. You need to have of your affirmations, it needs to be in groups of three statements. One is a good positive statement about something about yourself that you already believe very much. Another one is, you know what, something, maybe you do believe it sometimes. I don't know, it depends on the day. And the third one needs to be something that you don't necessarily believe at all, but you would love for it to be true. When you have the negativity in your mind and your body, go through those affirmations and read them. Let's say you have a list of 12 or 15 things that you want to go through and to rewire yourself to become more healthy. You have to go through the entire list and say it out loud so that you go through the whole list, top to bottom, beginning to end. And if, you, if you've got 12 statements and yeah, you believe 11 of them, keep going until you believe all of them. You have brainwashed yourself. Well, you know what? You're gonna, your mind's gonna take over again. That's okay. At first, the more you say it, the more you are going to start to believe it. Always have your affirmations accessible to you and in places in your world, in your daily life, that if you need to go through that, have it right there for yourself. The last one I wanna go through actually, because we're, we're running kind of low on time today, um, is checklists of things that you do successfully in life, but then infusing into that things that you need to do differently that you want to be able to do. Just like you want to change the way your mind works, you want to change the way your body works, 
going through your checklist of things that, yeah, you know what, these are the things that I do that I'm going to acknowledge of myself, for myself. These are the things that I, you know what, sometimes do. Yeah, it would be nice if I did it some more. And then, wow, these are the things that I don't really do, but I would like to be able to. Okay, so when you go through daily life, it's best if it's in the form of a routine. If your checklist changes every day, it's not going to be good for you as positive reinforcement. What you need to do is consistently create that good experience of I am improving the things that I do because I really do love the person that I am. When you take care of yourself and at the end of the day, you say, wow, look at all those things that I did. A habit, you know what? It takes 21 days to create a habit. And depending on your personality, there are going to be things that you're just never going to be able to do habitually, okay? But if you're doing something good and healthy and constructive in your life without technology, that's going to reinforce your positive self-esteem and you're going to have that good effect on other people and you will inspire them to do the same. So when we're talking about synergy, I always tell people, we've talked in the show today about how you do need to take care of yourself. You have to put the mask on yourself before you can put it on anybody else. But I also talk about how being centered is knowing who and where and what you are at any given time. Do you know? Go ahead, take an inventory periodically, just check in with yourself. Do you know where you are in any moment? Can you take a step back, take a time out and get yourself recentered? We have a lot of power as human beings. The effects that we have, the, the um, impact that we have on other people is huge. It's monumental. And you know what? Power comes with responsibility. If you want the freedom to do something, you have to deal with the consequences and really step up to the plate and accept them. Responsibility comes with accountability. Who do you believe that you are accountable to? Well, you know what? Right now we live in a world, the modern world, we're never accountable to anybody, even the higher authorities. We can get out of the consequences a lot of times, but in real relationship, a real relationship and a connection, accountability to each other. That's what brings us truly close together. Thank you so much for watching The Power of Synergy on BBS Radio. I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardone.